Welcome to the Filter Free Friday podcast. This is Brittany Williams, and I am here to help you realize the distance between the life that you are currently living and the life that you want to live isn't nearly as big as you think. And it starts right here every Friday morning. How are you guys doing? I hope you're having a wonderful week. My week has been pretty good. Um, My husband actually is out of town for a week on a work trip, and because of the pandemic, he hasn't really traveled as much as he usually does. So I kind of feel like a kid in the candy store in the sense that I haven't been alone in my house in for this long at least in quite some time. It all feels very novel and very fresh. Uh, There's also no chance of him setting the fire alarm off like he did when I was recording the very first episode of this podcast. The fire alarm might still go off, but this time I will have to actually get up to see what's wrong. Uh, And it won't be caused from him somehow setting it off while making chili of all things. (laughs) Um, But I'm in like what I would call phase one of being alone in my house. It's that phase where I revert back to living in, well, I never lived in a college frat house, but like what I imagine it to be like, where it's just a mess everywhere. I don't clean up after after myself. And I just feel like I don't have any responsibilities. Like Rob's gone. My mess, everything's, my mess is everywhere. It's in the kitchen. It's in the house. I'm just free as a bird living my truth. He's only been gone for a day, but like maybe here I'm filming this on a Wednesday. So by the time the podcast comes out, I should be into phase two, which is the deep clean phase where not only do I clean up the mess that's been building for the last couple days, but I also like go through seven magic erasers, cleaning the baseboards, the vents, like the grout in the shower, every little inch of the house becomes spotless. And then once I have a clean castle, I move into phase three which maybe we'll call golden girls phase because that's when I just sit on my ass and I pop some popcorn and I live in my clean house and I just watch golden girl episodes like on repeat and maybe for you it's not golden girls it's something else but for me that just gives me life so if you need to know what my week is like that's the progression phase one a mess phase two she goes a little crazy phase three we even out miss rob and then he'll come back next week um which kind of it's funny that's actually like i really i'm definitely outgoing and extroverted but i really enjoy uh some alone time i definitely need a little bit of alone time you know every few months just to refill the cup and re uh set myself and that's actually what i did the morning of my wedding so as we go into wedding season anyone who's getting married I highly recommend, if you can, try to do nothing the morning of your wedding. I did it, kind of controversial, but best decision I could have made. My mom was my hairdresser, so and that's what she does for a living. But even if I would have had a traditional makeup artist and hairdresser, like my wedding was at five, I think, you know, they would have come over at like one or noon. And like, that was all I had on the schedule. I didn't do any brunches. I didn't do any time with grandma or like whatever. I literally just had the morning to myself and I just had a clean house. Like I said, I was kind of in phase two if we're gonna go with these phases. And I just sat and I watched Golden Girls and I worked out and I had a great breakfast and it was quiet and calm. And I will, I love thinking back to that morning. And while the whole wedding day was great, those first few hours from like 8 to 12, mm, 
chef's kiss. That was exactly how I wanted to start my day. So that's the kind of vibe that I'm rolling with, hopefully into this weekend of just everything is in its place and it feels good. Speaking of feeling good, that's what we're here to talk about today. We're talking about bad habits and using bad habits as a crutch. And um, I'm really inspired by this topic because this week I have decided that I'm no longer going to keep my phone in my bedroom. I am now plugging my phone in in the bathroom while I sleep and I purchased an old school alarm clock um, and it has been life changing. Now it's only been a week, so maybe this is a little early (laughs) to say it's life-changing, but a light bulb has definitely gone off and I want to let you know about that light bulb. I have been using, and I think a lot of us do, my phone as a crutch in the morning. That snooze button, I've got like seven snooze buttons and you know, if I have to get out of bed by, let's call it five, I'm setting an alarm for 4.30 and I'm hitting snooze three to four times before I'm actually getting up out of bed. And obviously that can apply for whatever time that you wake up in the morning. But I'm getting such a broken morning experience because the first 30 minutes is blaring alarm, fall asleep, blaring alarm, fall asleep, blaring alarm, fall asleep, or... What's really happening in my case is that it's a blaring alarm and then I grab my phone. I try to keep myself awake by checking text messages, emails, uh, Instagram, whatever it is. So I'm like half awake, half asleep. Alarms are going off. I'm in and out of REM cycles. I'm all over the place. And it's just this 30 minutes that puts me in a flight or fight response because I'm fighting, trying to stay up. Then this alarm's going off, which jolts me, you know, out of my body because it just seems like this out of body experience every time that damn alarm goes off. And it's this really unhealthy cycle that I think our body is not prepared for that early in the morning. So, um... Moving my phone out of the bed has helped because when the alarm goes off, there's nothing to do other than either decide I'm going back to sleep for real or I'm getting my ass out of bed and I'm doing something about it. It also has helped me certainly during the middle of the night if I get up and go pee or whatever it is when I get back in bed, I just go back to bed. Um, I have a bad habit of checking the news, Instagram, my text, whatever it is, uh, because I think that the world needs me at all times. And I think we certainly feel that way with work. Like I am ingrained to the very first thing that I do when I wake up is to check my email. And I used to work for a company that was on the East Coast and I live on the West Coast of the United States. So I was three hours behind. So I always felt like I started my day behind because I would wake up to like a hundred emails but they know I live three hours back. <laughs> no one needs you to respond at 5 a.m. in the morning. But that that feeling is so ingrained, and I think a lot of us, that we have to get going, and productivity starts the very first thing in the morning. But the reality of it is, is that if you've got 30 minutes to snooze and to half-ass check your Instagram and your email, you also have 30 minutes to actually live like a clean, smooth, enjoyable morning to wake yourself up gradually. So what I've been doing is when my alarm goes off, I'm not gonna lie, sometimes I do snooze, but I definitely don't snooze more than once anymore. And I've, again, it's been one week, but I get up and I 
still don't look at my phone, but I take like, I'll call it three minutes to just kind of level set myself with some calm movements. So sometimes I read, sometimes I journal, sometimes I just sit. But to start my morning breathing calm and not, oh my God, I'm rushing. I've been on Instagram for 30 minutes. I need to do this and I need to do that. Oh my God, so-and-so needs me. They sent me an email. I have to get that done. Starting my morning off for me, taking those first 30 minutes back allows me to not start my day, like I said, in a flight or fight response. And I'm so thankful that I am taking these steps. I've been using my phone as a crutch. I've been using my phone as an excuse that I need to check the news because I have to be a good citizen of the world and know everything that is happening in every aspect of the day, when in reality, unfortunately, a lot of that news is negative right now. And if you move switching the news from 6 a.m. to noon, I promise you, like, it's still going to be there, but you can at least not start your day with these extreme emotional responses. You can start your day feeling a little bit more in control and a little bit more calm and even, and making that small change has really helped me. Two other changes that I wanna talk about that I've made um, are gonna be substance related. So one is coffee and one is alcohol. When I gave up coffee, I think, three years ago now, I want to say, I think it was summer of 2019, I believe, uh, or 18 potentially, but I'm, I think it's 19. Um, it changed my life, you guys. I, I mean that in the biggest way possible. Um, I realized both with coffee and alcohol, anytime that we have uh, emotional feeling, whether that's happy, sad, stressed, anxious, And our gut reaction is to grab for an external source to soothe that feeling that that is, I don't want to call it a red flag, but maybe a yellow flag. When, if you think in this perfect world, that if every time you get tired, you don't reach for a cup of coffee and you instead, you fix that problem yourself. If every time you get anxious or stressed, you don't reach for a bottle of wine and you just fix it yourself. Isn't that what we're shooting for to be able to fix ourselves on our own without these external resources or substances to fix how we feel? Like once I realized the sole reason I was going through my days tired all the time was because every time I thought I was a little bit tired, I would pour myself another cup of coffee and I my energy levels would skyrocket. And if we know anything about coffees, that the highs are high and the lows are low. Kind of like a toxic boyfriend. Toxic boyfriends, the highs are really high. They make you feel like this is the best love in the world and nothing's ever going to get better. And then they burn you and you hit rock bottom really, really hard. When instead, you need to find a boyfriend that hits you right in the middle, you know? It's just nice and even keel. He doesn't get you high as a kite, but if he doesn't get you high as a kite, that doesn't mean, that. well, that sounds bad. You should, you should, you should have a boyfriend that gets you as high as a kite, but it shouldn't be in a way that he's going to drop you and body slam you down to the ground. Okay. It's got to be not a roller coaster. It needs to be an even ride. The kind of ride that you take your mom on. It's just even and soft and it's not going to rock the boat. (laughs) 
That's what you also need to do with your coffee, okay? With your caffeine intake. What I was finding is that I would start my day every time I got tired, Every time I had that thought of, oh man, I can't make it through this meeting. Oh man, I can't make it through this afternoon. I would have more coffee. And that trigger of I'm tired, I would reinforce it with more coffee, which just got me really energized. But the crashes started getting bigger and bigger and bigger as the caffeine built into my system. And it wasn't until one day that I found myself taking a nap in my car in the parking garage at my office that I said, holy shit, you should never be putting something in your body that makes you so tired that you fall asleep in your car with 70 alarms on so you don't miss the 2 p.m. staff meeting. Like that's a problem. And maybe I had an extreme problem, but you might have, hopefully, well, hopefully you don't have a problem, but if you do, hopefully it's a smaller version of that where you're you're encountering this feeling, in this case, in the case of coffee, it's being tired, And instead of having to figure out why am I so tired, what can I do about my environment to lift me up so I never get this way, you just say, oh, I'll fix it with a pot of coffee. Oh, I need the coffee. You don't need the coffee. What you need is a lifestyle that doesn't tire you out to the point to where you're napping in your car. And having those hard conversations with yourself are just that, they're hard, but they're so vital in crafting a life that is livable, in crafting a life where you aren't band-aiding the holes that you've got in your body with substances like coffee and with alcohol. I went cold turkey with coffee. I'm not saying that you need to give up coffee. That is absolutely not what I'm saying. But if every single time you have lunch and you get tired at 2 p.m., and you reach for that coffee, I want a light bulb to go off in your head that you are avoiding the real work, which is figuring out why the hell you get tired at 2 p.m. every day. And you're just saying, I'll fix it the easy way. Well, if we know anything, the easy way usually isn't the right way of doing things. So for me, I first replaced coffee with matcha. Matcha is a type of green tea um, that doesn't give you as high of a high, but with that doesn't give you as low of a low. Like again, it's not the toxic boyfriend, it's the boy you're supposed to be with. (laughs) The partner that keeps you level, the partner that supports you and doesn't leave you alone at the party with no one that you know. You know what I'm, you know what I'm saying. So matcha helps keeps you even keel, doesn't get you high, doesn't get you as low. Matcha also, you know, it can taste like grass a bit. Not everyone likes matcha. Uh, so you can still certainly use tea if tea is more of your thing. Um, black tea has more caffeine in it than green tea does. Green tea is probably a great place to start. But even if you want to stay on coffee, can you have just one cup of coffee in the morning and a real cup not a united states cup where the cup is like triple the size of what a normal mug should be (laughs) like can you limit that stimulus and then when you get tired in the afternoon are there healthier options you can do to help lift yourself up so that you're building out your toolkit that you can carry with you through life of saying every time i get tired i go for a walk or I write in my gratitude journal, or I call my mom and just have a quick two-minute conversation and tell her that I love her. Like, what are the things that you can do that just jolt up that happiness? Um, 
that aren't that aren't coffee. Alcohol is a very similar situation. Most people, I think, mean well when it comes to out with alcohol, but I think alcohol, instead of replacing with tiredness, is helping us replace anxiety, nervousness, depression, stress. Whenever we have that tinge of negativity, alcohol just seems to take the edge off. And again, I was finding those red and yellow flags pop up when every time something hard in life happened, man, a glass of wine sounds good. Man, a cold beer sounds good. Man, that cocktail sounds nice. I don't drink a lot of alcohol anymore. Um, but I'm not saying that, like, I don't drink at all. I certainly do have an occasional cocktail, a restaurant that has nice cocktails, or, you know, if we're celebrating something, I might have a glass of champagne. If we have friends over, I might have a glass of wine. But I'm no longer going to feed into the society that supports, oh, your life's stressful. Oh, you've got kids. Fix it with wine. That's bullshit. I want to have the tools in my life For when I have a stressful day, I can fix it myself. And I'm not saying that I'm perfect at that. And I don't know if I ever will be. But there's something that feels really good about saying, man, I had a bad day. Let me figure out what that was. Do I need to talk this through with Rob? Do I need to journal? Do I need to go have a really good workout to like take out some of this stress? Instead of band-aiding how I feel with a substance that does so up with a poison. I mean, let's call a spade a spade here. I'm not saying I'm completely avoiding alcohol. I'm avoiding alcohol as a crutch, as an avoidance of dealing with the hard shit in your life. And some of you want to turn the podcast off right now and say, absolutely not. This is not what I want to hear. And it's honestly not what I wanted to hear either. I was not an alcoholic, but I was certainly having a glass of wine or a beer with most dinners. I certainly could not wait for five o'clock on a Saturday in the summer so Rob and I could sit on the porch and, you know, have some chips and guac and, you know, a cocktail. Of course, uh, that is something I lived for. And that scared me and should scare you too. (laughs) That was a weird inflection. It should scare you too. It should scare you that instead of saying, I can't wait to go home and to relax and to hear about my kid's day, my husband's day. I can't wait and go listen to the Golden Girls. (laughs) You say, I can't wait to go have a glass of wine. A glass of wine that is known to physically do damage to your brain and to your body and to your mental processes. Processes? Processes? Process? Oh, you guys have, filming a podcast is hard. You get these moments where you're like, shit, I don't think that was right. I don't think that was right. But knowing me, I'm just rolling with the the, uh, errors. I'm not recording, re-recording anything. This is filter-free and editing free. <laughs> it's just, this is pretty rambling. Um, but for me, 
alcohol was a crutch that I was using as a everyone does it. It's what you do when you're tired and you're stressed and your job sucks. You drink alcohol. When you've got a late night presentation, you pour yourself a glass of wine. You do this, whatever. How about instead you actually fix the problem? Instead of staying up late to figure that presentation, why not actually have the conversation with your boss about the fact that you're trying to fit in a 12 hour a day kind of job into eight hours and it doesn't fit and you need help. I'm not saying get rid of the alcohol altogether. I'm saying do not avoid your problems with substances. That's all. We, we don't need to be perfect human beings. I'm not sitting here on a pedestal looking down on you saying, you shouldn't drink. I don't drink coffee and I don't drink alcohol and so I'm better than you. Absolutely not. I have my fair share of problems. But I want to deal with those problems with a strong head on my shoulders. I want to go after my problems clear-headed and I want to go after my problems not feeling like I rely on anything to be strong. I don't want to rely on coffee to feel like I can get through my day. I don't want to rely on alcohol to feel like I can be happy. God, that's so good to say. Like, just close your eyes. Unless you're driving, don't close your eyes, please. Keep your eyes on the road. But think about a life in which you get to dictate how you feel and you don't have to rely on these products and these things in your life to feel better. Where you get to sit there and say, I'm going to make me feel better for free. Just me, nobody else. That's empowering to me. And that's how I want to live my life. And so I want you, the takeaway of this is to look at those habits in your life that are crutches. And if you actually think about a crutch and what a crutch does, imagine you've broken your foot. And so you got to walk on a crutch so that you are walking properly or moving forward properly. Instead of using alcohol, your phone, coffee, whatever it is, as a crutch, how about we fix your broken foot instead? How about we actually go to the root of the problems and we give you the tools to feel a little bit better so that you can walk again properly? I'm not saying you never have to use those crutches. I'm just saying let's not rely on them every single day to be successful human beings. And then you sit down and you watch Golden Girls because there's nothing better in the world. (laughs) It's my favorite TV show, you guys. I'm just, I am giddy. Now that I'm thinking about it and I'm sitting here, I'm going to try to do my deep cleaning tonight. And by deep cleaning, maybe I just mean I'm going to do a light clean. And then I'm going to try to beeline into phase three, which is Golden Girl Marathons tonight. Because that sounds delicious. Just sitting on the couch, cozied up, watching Golden Girls, eating some popcorn, and drinking a Topo Chico, which is a sparkling water, because I don't drink alcohol anymore. Ah, that sounds excellent. Speaking of Golden Girls, I asked on Instagram, uh, like I polled people, what I should name my alarm clock, because I'm really big on giving like inanimate objects, human names, because that feels like it gives them some personality and some spunk. And I got a lot of good names, a lot of like 
old lady names, which I really appreciate, but someone suggested that I should name my alarm clock Betty White because of like Betty White noise. And now that we're talking about Golden Girls and we're talking about my new alarm clock uh, and this whole thing, I think I'm officially naming my alarm clock Betty. Betty White noise. It's it it just it it's <laughs> it's perfect. My little alarm clock. I will on Friday post a picture on my Instagram of Betty. I think it's official. It's happening. Me and Betty just hanging out and she's helping me wake up the way that I want to. Thank you, Betty. RIP to the actual Betty White. I already I I did I don't know her on a personal level, but my body aches for her to still be in this world. <laughs> All right, friends, go find those bad habits that you have that you're using as a crutch and find ways in which you can invest in your own personal toolkit to lift yourself up, lift yourself up out of those tired spells, those anxious and those stress spells. You can do this. And most importantly, go live your Friday filter free.